With rings on their fingers and bells on their toes The girls come to tombstone in their high silk hose They'll dance on the tables or give you a tune For whatever's in your wallet at the last chance It's your last chance of giving It's your last chance of life It's your last chance of living And your last chance to die it's your last chance of losing when there's no one to fight. It's your last chance of losing and the first place you fight. Four days ride from the station and you're leaving at noon. And your one consolation is the last chance of And thank you for joining us on a quick trip through space and time. My name is Caleb. And I'm Mac. And this is a podcast where a Doctor Who veteran and a Doctor Who beginner go through each episode of Doctor Who and give their thoughts on it. And this week we'll be watching The Gunfighters. The Gunfighters was written by Donald Cotton, who you might remember as the writer of The Myth Makers, which I believe might be the funniest actual episode that we've watched. And... I don't blame him for having the super rushed exodus of Vicky. So I think th- I think this one might be pretty good. Yeah, this is, this is the one we'll actually be able to watch too, right? Yes, this one is on Bird Oh, Box. okay. Okay, okay. It was directed by Rex Tucker, uh, produced by Eins Lloyd, and aired April 30th, 1966 to May 21st, 1966. I was going through the trivia, writing it down just in preparation for this, um, and also because I was bored at work, and I took something from the trivia and put it here in the preview trivia because I thought it might whet your appetite a little bit, Caleb. Oh, excuse me. This is one of the most violent Doctor Who episodes (laughs) with the most on-screen deaths in the series history. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Steven, Steven's going to be like, oh, this is 1847 New Mexico? Finally. Whips back his coat that's just loaded with six shooters. <laughs> it's one of those dramatic, just like, whips the duster in slow exactly. motion. Doesn't even wait. Just walks out and starts blasting. It's like, spoilers for the end of Red Dead Redemption. It's just that the ending to Red Dead Redemption, where it's like... <laughs> Pushes open the barn doors and then <laughs> does a slow mo to all the all the guys. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but also in the series history, you're telling me that the show is actually not going to get any more violent than this episode. On screen deaths. On, uh, but that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there might be, like, some planet busters, you know, so, like, technically more people are dead. I mean, yeah, you didn't see it, but literally trillions of people just died. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> that's cool, yeah, I that's guess. A, that's a statistic. I want to get to know <laughs> these people. I want to memorize the faces. I want to know the hopes and dreams of the people who are dying viciously in front of me. <laughs> Mac understands my taste in <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> yeah. God help me, I do. Caleb, this was literally mass genocide. 
uh, hundreds of millions, if not billions of people died. It's like, oh, that just sounds like math. I don't really care about that. Yeah, but they were aliens. So, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I would push back on that, but I literally in the... Like two episodes ago, I pretty much reiterated that idea. Yeah, you're like, I don't know, all the monoids look exactly the same to me. I don't care if they die. I was like, Caleb, they're numbered. (laughs) But uh, on that note, and I I really hate that I'm building this up, it's like, hey, Caleb, you know your favorite video game of all time? It's basically that. But uh, given everything you know about Doctor Who and given the ending to the last episode and given the title, The Gunfighters, what do you think this episode's going to be about? Uh, this episode's going to be a weird blend of Red Dead Redemption and Django Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> Where the doctor decides, he's like, I have a toothache, so I'm going to go to the time of the best dentistry in the history of literary time and space, the 19th century American West. <laughs> And there they uh, meet a dentist in a traveling t- tooth thing, and um, but he's not really a tooth guy. He kills slave owners. <laughs> and, th- and then it's just Django Unchained from there. Okay, you got some details right. <laughs> <laughs> How much? I, I, know I, I know I said this before, but I actually lied. It's not directed by Rex Tucker. It's actually uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Tino. <laughs> <laughs> it also features the most on-screen blood of any episode gratuitous amounts uh also something we probably should have brought up uh in the last episode but we didn't because we're super professional at the time of recording this the uh 14th doctor has just been announced i have no idea who he is but he's like won a bafta and been nominated for several others and everyone's talking like he's a really big deal so I'm assuming he's going to be good, and I'm really looking forward to talking about him in, what would you say, Caleb? Uh, something like seven, eight years? Seven years, something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's going to be great when it's not relevant anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> and when he's, when we're finally talking about him, we'll be like, guys, it's great. The 17th Doctor just got announced. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, we'll have made, like, tremendous time like we're gonna have to take breaks at that point <laughs> i was gonna say like whether well, i have to take breaks from the podcast or then to make new episodes or we'll start reading the novels oh god help us <laughs> <laughs> but on that note we will see you all in the future let's get going back may have just been a couple seconds for you but it was what three weeks for us yeah something like that something like that but in our defense like we just watched it together like for the first time for the first time ever um and but in those three weeks while traveling through space and time we accidentally kidnapped someone like you do uh, totally so, by mistake. Yeah, it, it, hap- it happens. You know, it happens. So please welcome to the podcast, my good friend Libby. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for kidnapping me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so, uh, before we really 
jump into it, I would like to ask our guest a question that I just decided we ask all of our guests. Oh no, are you going to ask me how I got into who? Yeah, what's your history with, oh. the, with the, the good doc? So it's really funny, Caleb had asked me this earlier while you were like, you know, 15 minutes into a bathroom break. Yeah, something so, like that. Yeah. Something like that. I like to take my time. So my first encounter with Doctor Who was back in 2010. God. Oh God, I'm old. <laughs> we're old. And I had been flipping through the channels, as one does when they're homesick from school, and BBC America was doing a, a Doctor Who sort of revamp or, you know, rewatch, and I landed on the Tenth Doctor and Donna for mm-hmm. the episode The Unicorn and the Wasp. We'll get to that later. Much, much later, yeah, of course. Yeah, a couple years. <laughs> um, and so I just kind of sat there and watched it. Slightly feverish, which... Wow, that episode is kind of a fever dream. And I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do with my day. So I got pretty far into the last part of season four. And um, then it jumped to an episode of Graham Norton. And Matt Smith was on. And he's dancing around like a little drunk giraffe, as he does. And I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to watch whatever's next. Because I'm assuming we're just going to pick right back up. And maybe, I don't know, this is silly, keep going with the Tenth Doctor. No, we uh, jumped right into, I think, the Big Bang, which is the last episode of season five. I'm like, where's the blonde woman? Where's David Tennant? What is happening? (laughs) Did I stop? No, I, I just went ahead and watched it, having no idea who Amy, Rory, or any of them were, and I was thoroughly confused. But I loved it, so I decided I wanted to go ahead and get into Who properly, quote, end quote. Never mind the fact I knew a little bit about it because I was on Tumblr and I had a whole bunch of people I followed. You can't really avoid Doctor Who if you're on Tumblr. No, you really can't. And so I was like, okay, well, I just want to get back to the blonde because I kind of have a thing for Billy Piper. Someone else we will meet much later (laughs) down the road, for those of you who don't know. And I actually accidentally went back further than I meant to and watched the movie with the eighth doctor. <laughs> and boy howdy was that a thing. I actually can't wait to watch that. I'll be a part of that too. Okay. You guys can kidnap me for the movie. <laughs> and then finally I, I reached out to a friend. I said, what am I doing wrong? And they're like, you're not really doing anything wrong. You can kind of watch it in any order. But if you want Rose, you need to start with Rose. And then I got my life on track for the first time ever. And watched through, you know, nine and all the way to ten just in time for season six to start with, like, spoilery things that happen, which I won't so, say. So you kind of started the same time I did because I watched New Who and then got caught up uh, right as season five ended. Yes. So. Yeah, so it was, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Boy, that sure was a lot of stuff you guys just those, said. Those sure were words. <laughs> those sure were words. Oh, and don't worry. But we did just get done watching the gunfighters, <laughs> and um, which I keep wanting to call the gunslingers. Can't imagine why. So, guys, just in general, what before we really get into it, what are your thoughts about the gunfighters? Um, I'm actually gonna say that besides like one thing about the art, <laughs> <laughs> what that one be, I what have no idea what that one thing could be. Besides one thing, <laughs> I actually pretty much enjoyed the episode. I liked it too. And um, I'll be honest, 
I kind of liked it just because it was it was fun watching you see. <laughs> yes, yeah. Mac, Mac Prob- was definitely watching Caleb very intently for those facial cues. Um. Yeah, pro- I probably didn't enjoy it for the reasons I was supposed to. Uh, as we kind of, I think we said this in the intro. I love westerns. Caveat of modern westerns. <laughs> I cannot fucking stand old westerns. Oh, awkward. Uh, but this almost seemed like a parody of it. A little and bit. And I kind of enjoyed how how bad of a western it was for the period, which made it good. <laughs> yeah. My dad is a big fan of westerns. Like, westerns is like one of his favorite genres. And he's in the unfortunate position of also hating John Wayne. Oh, oh. Yeah. So... <laughs> He was really happy when True Grit was was yes. remade because he could finally enjoy one of his favorite westerns without having to deal with fucking John, John Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> no, I get it. That's John very Wayne, fair. John Wayne's why I don't like a lot of westerns. Yeah. So, what about you, Libby? John Wayne, if you're listening, you know, you suck. Um, I had a great time. This is actually my first real foray into classic Who. Um, most of the information, you know, just read the Wikipedia. If I was curious about something, I just, you know, would look it up or, I don't know, just ask one of my Whovian friends, be like, hey, you know, who's your favorite classic doctor? Do you even have a favorite classic doctor? So, I honestly think for my first real classic Who experience, this was such a treat. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I had a good time. I had a legitimate... I I had a great time, honestly. (laughs) My, My notepad is full of notes that we need to touch on, but, like... Overall, this was a perfect experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, with that, I suppose we'll dive right in. Dive right in to my wonderful descriptions written in real time. <laughs> Amazing. Without the use of wiki for the first time yes, ever on this This podcast. one, I did not rely on the wiki at all. So if the information's wrong, I'm just a fucking idiot. <laughs> Your words. My, yep, my words. All right, do you want me to just dive into it? Go for, Go it. for it. All right, episode one, A Holiday for the Doctor. Boy, howdy, this here's one highfalutin tale of Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) The Doctor and his friendos find themselves in the Wild West while a group of rascals are after a man named Doc Holliday. I I stopped doing it at this point. (laughs) (laughs) The Doctor and his friends are quickly swooped up by the sheriff who arrests them for not beating the bad guys. When the Doctor goes in to get his tooth checked, Stephen and Dodo check into the local hotel disguised as a singer and a pianist. They are mistaken for companions of Holiday when they refer to the doctor as the doctor. One of the men heads to the dentist uh, to threaten the doctor and tell him to meet his friends at the Last Chance Saloon. While waiting for him to arrive, the gunfires make Stephen and Dodo perform a song. My very first note is, so, how do you feel about Oklahoma? (laughs) Before we really get into it, this episode was also, like, mildly stressful for me to watch because I'm, like, writing synopsis and I'm also writing, like, little snarky notes on the side. <laughs> so the whole the whole time I was just switching back and forth between two different Yeah, I, I noticed you, like, typing at the computer then pick up your phone. <laughs> and that is why you have a notepad because you can do both. Sometimes old school wins. It made sense that uh, this is the one and only uh, classic episode set in America because... The, the director, what's the director's name? Um, Rex Tucker. He tried, he honestly tried to get as many American and Canadian actors as he could into the cast, but failed miserably. 
Um, and it's well known that the only American accent that a lot of British people can do is Southern. Southern. So, um, mm-hmm. let's set it in the old West, shall we? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but, but even then, like, there were, some of them did an okay job, but man, some you could tell. You yeah. can definitely tell. Yeah, I, I, I thought some of them, like, I thought Doc Holliday was pretty good. No, I thought Doc Holliday yeah, was good. He... One, one of the clans, like, I don't know, the way Doc, because, like, I can understand what you're saying, think off the subtitles, so it's just not like he was going, <laughs> Yeah, like, the Clanton brother with the stutter. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I need subtitles. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think Ringo. I think his accent. His I, I don't know. There was something weird about it. But uh, let's also go ahead and address the elephant in the room of this episode, which is the fucking song. <laughs> the fucking song. <laughs> oh my god, it was fine at first. It when was... it first came on, I was like, okay, we're saying the mood. It's a western. They do this sometimes. It's yep. annoying, but whatever. And then it then it just kept, kept going. Kept, and at first it was annoying because it just kept repeating the same bars of the line. And then it transforms into them just fucking telling the story. Just of the summarizing episode. what we literally just witnessed. Yeah, s- saying what is happening on screen just in song form. Or, or even worse, explain what just happened while the characters are doing, like, something else Something afterwards. else, yeah. Like, Earp um, is, like, loading and, like, cleaning his gun, getting ready for the show at the end. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> and it's explaining, like, it's explaining the context in song form. Like, we fucking watched the episode. We know. Yeah, we're very well aware. I will say, I, I did, like, just the beginning part where it was, like, blood upon the sawdust. I was like, ooh. ooh. Okay. Blood, you say? Blood upon the sawdust, sawdust, you say. Ooh, interesting. I'm a big fan of those words. But it also reminds me of Blood Upon the Risers, which was a song the paratroopers used to sing in World War II about them, you know, parachute not opening and them plummeting to their death. So I have that in mind as well. I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but when it starts talking about, like, what's happening on screen, you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. That one, that joke, that one episode of Family Guy, where uh, Randy Newman is just, like, playing on the piano, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, describing what he sees Red in front of him. Lady. <laughs> that's what it sounds, that's what it I felt mean, like. He takes one bite, two, two bites. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. <laughs> at the very beginning they're like where where are we are we in the past or the future and it's like we must be in the past and Stephen just flipped a coin like it's either the past or the future past let's say past <laughs> <laughs> I have a note before that uh, before before we even see the companions when the song's going mm-hmm. it's drip the camera's drifting showing us the town and then like the clan rascals come up and like one of them just shoots the K my note was fuck that K <laughs> <laughs> that K in particular. No, yeah, they're I like, man, this like... is the Wild West, man. They shoot signs when they come into town. Well, mine's just like, that was such a waste of ammo. Right. Like, like... Bullets aren't cheap. Bullets aren't cheap. I mean, maybe back then. Certainly not today, probably. Bullets aren't cheap, but lives are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the first note I have, after the companions it appears, my God, that sweater, and tucked in, Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah, that's what he was wearing during the entirety of the Celestial Toymaker. I'm so glad I didn't <laughs> have to subject myself to that outfit for four episodes. So glad there was an audio one. <laughs> I critique the clothes a lot for some reason. Well, it's funny you say that because the, because they realize they're in the Old West, they go back in. And get and even the, worse. And then they come back out in like cowboy and cowgirl outfits, and my note is... Why does the doctor have a cowboy outfit? Subnote. Don't ask questions you're not prepared to hear the answer to. Sub-subnote. Why does he have a cowgirl outfit? 
No, he doesn't. It's the TARDIS. Like, the TARDIS provides what they need to quote it. He has a wardrobe. Okay, but like, he was okay. so negative about it too. He was like, oh, you guys are being ridiculous. I'm a grouchy old man. Go back to the striped sweater. <laughs> you know, and then he's like, well, what about my tooth? And I'm like, you're a fucking time lord, my dude. Like, really? Dental problems are a thing for Time Lords? Yeah, he ate a piece of candy last episode. It was mm. very harrowing experience for him. I mean, how come the TARDIS didn't give him some painkillers? You know, that's all I'm saying. Didn't they say that? It's like, don't you have painkillers in the TARDIS? Yes. He's like, no, 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 no. I need to go to dentist. For that. I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, time for a fucking ibuprofen? <laughs> like, come on now, dude. My next note is, so I critique Steven's outfit immediately. Immediately after that, I go, Dodo was fly as fuck, though. <laughs> that 60s outfit, that's what I want. I want that the whole time. I love Dodo. I, Dodo is, I love her. Yeah. Oh, and then Dodo was really excited for cowboy. <laughs> she was. She probably has a cowboy fetish, let's be honest. Possibly. Who doesn't have a cowboy fetish? I know I mean, you do. For real? I mean, come on. I was also having flashbacks to uh, The Chase when Peter Purvis was first on screen and he was playing that that Tennessee hillbilly because <laughs> oh, he was putting on the southern accent and it's like, ah, Peter Purvis, back to his back warehouse. Back to his roots. And I was expecting another, like, I mean, it was kind of like this, but I was expecting another comedy of errors because the doctor gets mistaken for Doc Holliday. Which I, I totally called that shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Like, they're talking about how he dresses and I'm like, oh, so he oh, dresses like dresses, the doctor. He dresses like the doctor. Okay, okay, so this is going to be a whole case of mistaken identity and lo and behold. Which happens a lot with the doctor. A and lot. I know it pisses you off like every time. It does, because <laughs> I, was, I was mad about it. Because <laughs> uh, as soon as I was like, it was like Oh, so you're the doctor. I was like, God damn it, here we go again. <laughs> oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> this episode, um, I did a little bit of like research. I'm like, I know it's about the, the showdown at the OK Corral, so I wanted to learn a little bit more about it, and so I learned like just basic info mm-hmm. uh, before going in. Uh, but this episode made me want to learn more about Doc Holliday. Like, there's got to be biographies about Doc Holliday, because this guy was so cool. No, for sure. <laughs> I loved him. I, 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 I took repeated notes uh, about characters, because when Dodo was like, oh, wow, Wyatt Earp. I've always wanted a big to meet fan. you. I was going to meet you. I was like, wow, Wyatt Earp is probably a real person that I should know about. <laughs> Actually, uh, here's another trivia fact. Um, apparently, she's known as Big Nose Kate. But uh, Kate, which is Doc Holliday's yeah. girlfriend, wife... Um, thingy, yeah. was actually still alive when William Hartnell was was alive. And it's one of the few instances of a historical uh, figure being around at the same time as one of the actors. That's wild. <laughs> she, she, she lived until she was like 91, I think. That is wild. Yeah, she died at the age of 90 in 1940, and William Hartnell was 32 at was the time. 32. Oh, wow, that's wild. I will say one of my favorite moments was while the song was playing... And the lyrics, high silk hose came up. I think we all wrote down high silk hose. They said high silk hose. I'm like, yeah. I giggled and then then Caleb and I made contact and he started to giggle and then Mac just lost it. And then we just spent like a couple minutes just giggling, you know, as like prepubescent boys do. And uh, they come into town and they're pretending to be uh, like a performing troupe. Steven is the singer and Dodo is the pianist. And uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a whirl." And the, the doctor's like, "There will be no reason for you to play piano." And I just wanted to have like a always sunny like cutaway of like the gang okay. plays piano. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely what it felt like. 
I feel like you could do an always sunny kind of way for like almost every <laughs> yes. intro arc because the doctor always says this is never gonna happen. And that this, exact, this that is exactly happens. what happens. Yeah, he goes to the wild west to fix his toothache. Just feel like there's a better place for that man. Yeah, like there was I'm... no anesthetic. Like he wouldn't drink the alcohol, and Doc Holliday's like, "I knock you out," and he's like, "You will do no such thing." And I'm like, "Boy, like just I like go. I know the TARDIS is basically just like random." But I would have been like, uh, let's go back. Let's try a different place. You know what? I, I, can't, I do have time for ibuprofen. <laughs> you know what? Actually, yeah. Don't have time for ibuprofen, but I have time for just a pair of pliers, apparently. Oh, that pair of pliers. Rough. Poor doctor. I love Doc Holliday's line. It's like, ah, I've never tolerated any complaints so far. I'm like, yeah, because you killed anyone who tried. Yeah. I will now only refer to alcohol as rattlesnake oil. There's something, there's some slang from here that I've written down like, hey, you need to say this more. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. It, it's funny because the sheriff, uh, come next episode, the sheriff comes into the saloon and says, howdy, sinners. I'm like, I'm entering rooms from like this. Yes, exactly. That's, that's the only way to enter a room now. So, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I have, a, I have a question. Again, maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I have trouble following the episodes. What's up? Uh, when Wyatt Earp, like, sees them in the alley, he, you know, like, shoots the gun out of Steven's hand. Mm-hmm. And, like, he makes it sound like he's gonna arrest them. Uh, and it kind of sounded, it sounded to me like he said, it's like, hey, there's some real bad fellows at the saloon. I'm gonna arrest you <laughs> to keep you safe. I th- and then I wrote A cab. <laughs> 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 I think he was bringing them into the sheriff's office to like write down their information because they're all talking with British accents. They're clearly not from around here. Well, and that's I think, what I got. And I think he mentioned you don't want to go around saying you're the fastest gun in the West mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this group of of Clanton or Canton boys being around. So I it it I think it was for their benefit. Like I'm gonna bring you in, keep you safe, because y'all clearly are out of your depths, kind of thing. You know, y'all ain't from around here. Y'all are ain't you? from around here. <laughs> And I honestly did not realize how much the doctor's normal outfit could pass as Old West attire until they just put a hat and gun on him. I was like, oh yeah, he looks, he looks, <laughs> oh, yeah. he looks just like he belongs there. Yeah, for sure. My next note is, oh, they said it! <laughs> ah, yes. What? Oh, doctor. Uh, yeah. he, he gives Cal- like a big name. Cal- 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 Caligari. Caligari. Calamari. Yeah, Calamari. <laughs> like, he gave everyone's like aliases. Like, I'm Dr. Uh, Dr. Caligari. Dr. Who? Quite Qu- so. Quite so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bum, 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 Man, bum. I haven't heard that since the first episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dr. Foreman. Hmm? Dr. Who? Yes. So they take him to the dentist, and as they're leaving, like, Dodo and Steven turn to each other, and Dodo says something like, I don't think they have any anesthesia, and then they both start laughing, <laughs> and I'm like, ha, 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 fuck the doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like something like, I don't think he's expecting an injection, and I was like, guys, that's... We're all a little bit catty today, aren't we? <laughs> but also, indeed, that is hilarious. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then they get to the saloon, and uh, they're all telling Stephen and Dodo to perform. And I just had a flashback to that scene in Tangled, where it's like, oh, I don't sing. Because <laughs> 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 that's literally what happens. Like, seems like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not singing. Tons of guns pointing at him. Well, well, I guess I'm singing I now. Guess I'm singing this song that's playing in the background, but I don't know what's playing in the background, but it is. Um, oh, yeah. My note for that scene is occupational hazards. <laughs> oh, because that's what Charlie says there about, like, well, I don't have a pants anymore because I got murdered. Yes. Yes. God bless you, Charlie, for <laughs> definitely making us want to play your piano. <laughs> 
I was gonna say, my last note for the episode is, damn, Dodo fucking slays the piano. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, because I got another piece of trivia. Yay. Um Because it was originally planned for Steven to play the piano and Dodo to sing, except, uh, turns out, Jacqueline can't sing for crap. Oh. And, okay. uh, so, so Peter Purvis reluctantly agreed to sing, and you'll notice that all the shots of Dodo playing the piano, Jackie Lane's hands are not on screen, because she's just, like, miming playing the piano because she can't play the piano. <laughs> I love Perfect. that. Good job. I think my last note... Well, whoever they record is playing piano fucking slays, <laughs> really, let me tell ya. Really good job. I think the last note I had for this particular episode was the companions are in danger. Wow. Shocker. No, yeah. Didn't see that This is coming. not a pattern at all. Oh, no. <laughs> can't wait for the episode of Doctor Who where there's just no real tension. They're just kind of hanging around. <laughs> I've been waiting for that episode. Yeah, I'm like, still waiting for that episode consistently like my favorite part in almost every single episode of classic who we've watched so far is just them just hanging out in the tardis before anything actually happens yeah i would actually be down for just a solid episode or two of just them something like the edge hanging of destruction out. except there's there's no threat they're just being assholes to each other for two I, straight I episodes mean, yeah like if you, you well i mean especially since we are further obviously yeah so much more lore has been released about the TARDIS itself, and I'm like, dude, I want to just see their fucking swimming pool in the TARDIS, because we know... <laughs> I'm sorry, there what? Uh, I mean, I guess spoilers, it's kind of... Yeah, spoilers, the TARDIS has a swimming pool. <laughs> the TARDIS has a swimming pool. Uh, spoiler alert, so you know it's got to have, like, a whole bunch of other crazy nonsense. And if fanfic is anything to go by, yes, yes it does, so... <laughs> I can't wait for that TARDIS opium den. Yeah. <laughs> There are a couple doctors where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see them having an opium den. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the sex dungeon you want to look out for. <laughs> I mean, nine did like leather. Yeah. So uh, that's all I've got. Yeah. My, my, my last note is this episode is actually funny. And so I'm ready to go into episode <laughs> two if you two. are. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Let's dive right into it. Episode two, Don't Shoot the Pianist. Doc Holliday schemes about how he will escape after the Clanton gang kills the doctor but his companion Kate beats him to the saloon. After throwing a fit about Dodo playing the piano, she is sent upstairs while Kate performs a song. The doctor arrives and realizes he is in trouble. Also, Holiday gets in the saloon somehow? Yeah, he came out of nowhere. <laughs> With a simple ruse, Kate helps the doctor escape misfortune just as Herb enters. He arrests the doctor and takes him to the jailhouse. Stephen hangs around for some reason, though, and gets caught by the Clantons. The Clantons then dupe him into breaking the doctor out of jail. Well, he wasn't quite duped, and he tries to warn the doctor. But Wyatt Earp won't let the doctor out. Now to punish Stephen for his betrayal, the Clantons decide to string him up in the doctor's place. Doc Holliday needs to save his chair, and he'll kill anyone to do it, also to get out of town. He decides to bring Dodo with him. The crowd appears outside of the jail, and they say if Wyatt doesn't release the doctor, then Stephen will hang in his place. I think my, fir my first note for this actually is something Caleb said, and he's like, man, I can't wait for the doctor to start blasting. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I started blasting. Well, like, the first scene is, uh, you see the doctor, like, stumbling down the street, and then he's, like, pulls he's a gun, a gun, out, of his gun out of his I'm like, oh, damn, here it comes. <laughs> the first note I have is after, um, Doc Holliday's, like, monologuing to himself, and then, like, he sees that Kate has, like, left a note, and she's going to the saloon, and he's like, why do women always have to interfere? And I'm like, yeah, women, am I right? <laughs> am I right, fellas? I'm gonna meddle in something here in a minute, shut up. <laughs> Dang. 
I my first note is uh, quoting Stephen because like they're they're singing the song again, and he's like, "Can we try a different song, fellas?" And it was like some note. Yes, please. Can we try a different song? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, they're singing they're singing this song, which is the song that's singing over the whole yes. episode, mm-hmm. but that song also refers to stuff happening in the episode yeah when it's when it's diegetic it's just the song about the saloon when it's non-diegetic it is omniscient yeah and diegetic is a big word mag and i wish i knew what it meant it means uh music that is in the world oh, okay. like actually happening non-diegetic is like background music like oh i see so I see. our favorite updating song oh yes yeah, so our favorite updating song see i was just i was just gonna pretend that it was like the time meddler from the last episode saw everything happen, wrote a song <laughs> a year before, made it super popular. That that's my he- that's my head cannon. Nice. The fucking monk is back, baby. I love that. I, I like love it. that. And then I don't remember what the context is, but at one point, uh, Kate says, "Perhaps we can get a little action around here." And I was like, "Said the prostitute." Yes. The prostitute. Hey, girls gotta work. Girls, you gotta know, work. girls gotta make money. When Kate comes in and starts like causing trouble, my note was, "Man, the doctor walks slow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, how did everyone beat him he was over leave- there? He, he left before the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my favorite thing was how they were able to frame it because they frame it. Doc Holliday is on the stairwell, kind of hiding out of sight. Meanwhile, the doctor's got Doc Holliday's pistol and is kind of waving it around. He doesn't actually shoot anyone, but Doc Holliday gets his little pea shooter, which, I mean, damn, you could add a little bit of length to that, my friend. Gets his little pea shooter out and, and pew pew, so... His little men in black gun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> his little men in black gun. So I thought that was pretty clever of how they framed it. Like, even watching it, I was like, oh, my God, did the doctor accidentally shoot somebody? Oh, oh no. no, no. It's... No, Doc Holliday's just hiding behind there. Ah, okay. That being said, okay. I do absolutely, would absolutely buy if the doctor accidentally shot someone. Yeah. Like, ah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I've killed again. Yeah, that's what I thought happened. I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is the part where uh, Wyatt enters the saloon and says, howdy, sinners. I'm like, I'm, I'm stealing that. <laughs> <laughs> this is my line now. Then he uh, arrests the doctor because he's like, that's the safest place you're going to be is in the jail. They arrest the doctor. They all leave. And then my next note is, Stephen, why did you stay? <laughs> why yeah. are you still in the saloon? I, and he's just sitting at the bar and they're like, wait, what about his friend? And Stephen's like, like, oh, fuck. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> why I am still you, here. Yeah, like, why didn't you follow the doctor out? Like, go to jail. I don't know. Be his buddy. Like... <laughs> Keep, you know, keep them company. Nah, I'm just gonna sit here. I'm real tired. Like, uh, I had the note of I couldn't tell if Holiday was supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy at one point. Because uh, he seemed as to switch, and it was specific where he's like, "Yeah, I was thinking about killing Dodo, but you know, let's just hang out and play cards." Yeah. Yeah, he did come off as like I think most of my notes are like. I don't know how I feel about him. I'm like, all right, he seems kind of like a gentleman. All right, okay. And they just shoots a whole bunch of people. I'm like, okay, you know what, bud? You're on my shit list. Yeah. And you just You got a pig. Are you a mass murderer or pretty chill dude? Yeah, yeah. like Do- you're a serial killer at this point. You need to calm down. Yeah, Doc Holliday was, was an outlaw who uh, decided, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to try this whole going straight thing. So he did open up a dentistry and tombstone. and But then, you know... People came at him because of, you know, the outlaw thing. The outlaw thing, yeah. And he was like, 
<sighs> well, now I gotta kill people. <laughs> I was trying to not kill people, but now I have to kill people. Wait a minute, hang on. I th I'm, I'm just making a connection in my brain. And again, I'm a fucking idiot. We all know this at this point. <laughs> yes, we do. Go on. Is this, is this what the movie Tombstone is based on? Um, possibly. I've never seen it. I've never seen Tombstone either, actually, which is Cause now a that failing I'm on, now that on I'm my part. thinking about it. When I did look up information about this, the video I watched did use, like, a clip from a movie, so I'm assuming that's it from the movie Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, God gave well, us the I, internet. Yeah, God for the iPhones. I'm actually gonna take a look at that real quick. Um, Wyatt said that they're keeping him in the jail because it's the safest place for the doctor. I'm like, but if, like, the brothers go into the sheriff's office, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Like, yeah. he's, just, he's just in the cell. He's like, well, there you go. Bang. Hey, guys, guess what? Huh. The movie Tombstone is literally what we just watched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, Wyatt Earp, Kurt Russell, and his brother, Morgan. Oh, Bill Paxton's in this? All right, now I gotta watch this movie. Sorry, so Wyatt Earp, Morgan, and Virgil have left their gunslinger ways behind them to settle down and start a business in the town of Tombstone, Arizona. I don't know why I became really Southern there, sorry. While they aren't looking to find trouble, trouble soon finds them when they become targets of a ruthless cowboy gang. Aww. Now, together with Wyatt's best friend, Doc Holliday, who was portrayed by Val Kilmer, the brothers pick up their guns once more to restore order to a lawless land. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, motherfucker. <laughs> he literally what we just watched. Yeah, perfect. That's... Okay, great, because I remember watching Tombstone as a kid, and I remember Val Kimmer having a mustache. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Wyatt confronts Holiday, and he says, and he says, I ain't done nothing against the law. I'm like, today. Today. <laughs> Wyatt's literally like JoJo's song, Leave, Get Out. And Wally's like, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> I just settled down here. Yeah, I just opened up my dentist thing with a weird dentist tooth. Like, this fucking tooth hanging outside the side. It was real weird looking. Made and, out of styrofoam. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Which does make sense, because I have a note of, if the Clintons think the doc is holiday, why doesn't he just leave? And not, and not just, like, leave town, but, like, if... Doc Holliday is upstairs in the saloon, and he knows that the clans are downstairs, thinking the doctor is the doctor. Why doesn't he just get out and walk away? I think probably because, like, he would start walking down, and then they'd be like, hold their partner, and then, like, they wouldn't just let him walk out. Yeah. And then they'd he'd be like, all right, well, here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think he's uh, just trying to not risk it. I legitimately love <laughs> the line... Stephen uh, gives the doctor a gun through the bars, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the doctor gives it to uh, to the deputy. And he's like, "People just keep giving me guns." <laughs> yeah, he was trying to twirl it, and it was just it was it was great. I will say, the mob was a hell of a thing. Like you know, mobs are really easy to incite, but he, but the brothers are like, "Yeah, that." That Doc Holiday, he's no good. Yeah! Yeah, like, I know. This is crazy. It was just so <laughs> easy to be like, we don't like him. He's a. If he stays here, things are going to get really bad. And I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like you guys are the reason it's getting really bad. We haven't had a lynching in weeks. Let's go! They're like, uh, I don't know who we're yelling about. I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, swing in his place. Yikes. Um, 
That was a whole thing. Also, uh, Doc Holliday coming down the stairs and just Alaka blaming a guy. <laughs> just like, hold up there, partner. Yeah, no. Pew, pew. Like. Nah. <laughs> no, see, because uh, I have the note of Doc Holliday is now rad as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that was body number one. So. Uh, I have a note a little bit before this of um, when they're trying to convince Stephen to break the doctor out of jail. <laughs> and they're like, fuck Steven says something he was like, aren't you guys going to shoot him? And they're like, no, no, why would we do that? Yeah, we were like literally talking about doing it when he was here, but... Yeah, at first it felt like Steven was like, oh, so you're not going to kill him. You just want to talk to him. Like, yeah, yeah, we just want to talk. Like, at first it honestly felt like I Steven did, was... I did think he had fallen Yeah, I thought he fallen for it. He was like, Steven, you fucking idiot. And then like a second later, he's like, uh, yeah, let me go get him real quick he just suddenly became a very bad actor <laughs> like a, a yeah second. there's actually a couple of notes where i'm like oh this happened oh wait no this is actually oh no never mind this happened <laughs> and one of those was about like are you really gonna believe they literally held a gun to you two seconds ago to fucking sing and you're gonna trust these guys and then he gets to the bar she's like yeah they're waiting for you bro we need to like get the fuck out of here and i'm like okay cool he's not as dumb as he looks steven's not dumb Dodo is. Dodo and we is. love her for it. I yes, love, I love her She's great. so much. Uh, I have the line unrelated to this. Uh, Doc Doc is definitely lying when he says he hasn't killed a friend. <laughs> like, he makes a face afterwards. He's like, I was like, I've never killed a friend. Today. <laughs> I, I, I think his, I think his, like, I've never lied kind of thing is... They stopped being my friend, and then I killed them. <laughs> and I like how Kate's like, isn't he such a gentleman? I'm like, girl, Raise the people be weird. Raise... They're literally marrying murderers out here. Raise the bar a little, Kate. Just a little, Just Kate. a smidge. Come on. You can do limbo in hell with how low your bar is. Jesus Christ. Kate's my kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, that's all I got. Uh, I, have, I, have, I have a few more notes. Okay. Uh, when the doctor is in the cell reading the Johnny Ringo... The giant monitor, wanted poster? Yeah, I was like, the stiffest piece of paper you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. I wasn't. I guess I wasn't really paying attention to what he was reading, because then it, it's brought up again, and it's brought up in the next episode. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what that was. It was a wanted poster. That's but, how he knew who Ringo was. Okay. But for you viewers at home who haven't seen it, it, it is rigid. It's like a big piece of <laughs> it's cardboard. It's like a big piece of cardboard. I was like, man. Yeah, some, it was... Some uh, some prisoner was just really enjoying that piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> taped to the uh, ceiling of the cell and just waited on their bed waiting for it to fall on them. Oh, oh Johnny, you're a dirty outlaw. <laughs> 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 oh, my. Any more notes? Uh, I have to note that the doctor is a surprisingly lovable old man in this episode. Uh, yeah. He's usually just a bastard. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, listening to previous episodes, I'm like, man, I don't like this guy. I came in kind of expecting to just, and he kind of started off a little crotchety, but you know what? Tooth pain will do that to you. Yeah. I will say that dental pain is the most debilitating pain out there. I, too, would probably be like, shut the fuck up and get me some fucking anesthetics over here, okay? <laughs> no. I don't give a damn that we're in the Wild West. Just get me help. No, the doc the doctor's gotten nicer as the series has gone on, but, like, he is, like, 
pretty consistently been like a flagrant asshole the whole time. Yeah. I will say he does seem pretty sweet on Dodo. Like very kind of protect, like way more protective of her than... He's usually a little sweeter on the younger women. Well, also... That was a weird way to say that. Doctor, that's gross. And also Dodo, he makes the comment when she first arrives that uh, she reminds him so much of her... Oh, uh, of, okay. of his granddaughter. Okay. So that's kind of that's kind of what that is. That reminds him of his granddaughter who didn't who didn't you know run off with run some off. whore. Yeah. <laughs> I have to know. Wow, a lot of people don't like Doc Holiday. That's the mob thing. And then when the mob is like outside the prison or whatever, mm-hmm. my last note is uh, no, I have a lot in this show. Um, just shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was something, like, the mob was just outside demanding Holiday be sent out. And it's like, what, is it, is it Hunchback of Notre Dame and he has sanctuary? Or how did this work? Because I feel like they could just raid the place. Also, yeah. the crowd is obviously pretty weak, because, spoiler, in the next episode, Earp sneaks up and, like, knocks out one of the clans and someone screams and they all scatter. They would have done a lot sooner if someone just got shot. <laughs> They obviously weren't that committed. I mean, we could have had eight bodies. Come on now, guys. Come on now. That's it. That's all I'm tired. That's all I got. Ready Same. for episode three. Same here. Let's episode go. three. Johnny Ringo. What a tool. Yeah. Wyatt sneaks around back while his deputy keeps the Clantons and the mob talking. Wyatt knocks out one of the Clantons and rescues Stephen. The bartender comes and tells the Clantons that the real Holiday just left the bar. The Clantons leave to pursue their real target. The Clanton Paw comes in and wants... And wants to hire Johnny Ringo to help them track down Holiday. Stephen and the doctor return to the bar only to find that Dodo has left with Holiday and Kate. That trio has holed up at a nearby inn, and Holiday rustles them up some food by just straight murdering someone like a badass. <laughs> Johnny Ringo comes in and he's real cool. <laughs> The bartender tells him that the Clintons want to hire him to go against Wyatt Earp, and that they both want Holiday dead. Ringo wants Holiday for himself, though, and shoots the bartender dead. Dodo shows what a bad bitch she is, and threatens Holiday to force him to take her back to Tombstone. Stephen and Ringo follow Holiday, and end up fighting Kate. Ringo plans on taking her back to Tombstone with him. The Clintons arrive and break their brother out of jail, killing the youngest Earp in the process. My first note for this episode is, I'm so fucking over this song. <laughs> My first note is, wow, Mac is taking a long time to pee. <laughs> That's my first note. My first note is, let me protect your life or I'll kill you. <laughs> because the doctor, the doctor keeps wanting to go out and be like, I'll just, I'll pee the crowd, it's fine, I'll just explain it. But like, the, the, deputy. Deputy, the deputy is just like, you better shut up or I'll lay you cold. And I'm like... <laughs> Let me protect your I'll fucking shoot your head off. I mean, I do think that by this point we we Mac had said something about, you know, take a shot every time <laughs> the song the plays. Song the played. Song plays. And just the thought of that made my my stomach a little queasy. Granted, I have been drinking most of the day. <laughs> I was debating throughout this entire episode cuz I would always try to keep an ear out for like a particular line that I like or something that encapsulates the episode to play at the beginning of this. Yeah. And I couldn't think of it because there were so many really good zingers throughout this. There's some bangers, yeah. And then it occurred to me, there's the obvious choice. Just play the song. <laughs> Don't play the song. Oh, God. Don't do it. I'm vetoing that decision. <laughs> uh, we will see. Necktie party. 
I had never heard that term before. I don't know. Maybe I just don't watch a lot of hangings. <laughs> My bad. Let me let me fix that real quick. But he's he comes out after he's he's knocked out the clan brothers like, all right now, necktie party's over. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. There's gotta be a better phrase for yeah, that. He he said that and I looked over at you, you were like Whoo <laughs> <laughs> took no Immediately wrote that down like, Oh Lord. Keep in mind that, you know, we mentioned how Ringo comes in and shoots Charlie. <laughs> it's not funny, I'm sorry. But just shoots Charlie, and so like the doc and the doc and Stephen come back, just mind their own business. <laughs> There's a body on the bar. <laughs> and they ring the fucking bar <laughs> bell and everything. I I had some notes about Charlie. Okay, well I had a few notes. Going back to Stephen getting hung, one of the clans. I, I it's the one that has the stutter. The stutter, the one that. But it arrest, sounded yeah. so intense. It sounded like a flub because I said, "Boy, that was a William Hartnell level flub with that line." Because <laughs> like it just sounds like he's just tripping over it. Mm. But uh, but my notes about Charlie are, you know, Charlie is the best bartender ever. And then right below that, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mine was like. Good night, Charlie. Dude, fuck you, Ringo. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I was like, Johnny's starting to fall in love with Charlie. It's like, he's so, I don't know. There's something about this guy. He's so committed to this part. So so honest. So down to earth. Yeah. Now he's, well, now he's below the earth. But, uh. <laughs> well, now he's, well, he's above shroud. it, really. He's above it, but he's got a shroud on him now. Which they sang that particular part. Like, <laughs> he knew Ringo's name. He knew Ringo's name. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. I was there. I, I knew uh, I, Ringo's name. I was name. there, song. Thank you very much. Uh, we are all over the place right now. I do have the note of, um, there's, uh, after Herb goes up and, like, he knocks out the Clinton, they're mm-hmm. back in the prison, I think, and the doctor's like, did you have to hit him so hard? And Steven's like, well, honestly, I'm kind of glad he did it. I'm like, yeah, yeah fuck he, that guy's skull. He's like, yeah, that, uh, that was my neck that was about to be, yeah. uh, snapped, Doc, so he can hit him as hard as he wants, Amazing as far what as I'm an, concerned. Amazing what an outside perspective will do for you, Doctor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they go back to the bar because Charlie's been shot, and they think at first that it's Doc Holliday who uh, killed him. Then the doctor says, Doc Holliday is a good friend of mine. He gave me a gun, he took out my tooth, I will not hear such slander. And he like walks up the stairs, and Stephen's like, Doctor, he's a gunman. He's killed people. Because <laughs> I had the note of, what more are friends for? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think my favorite part of the episode was Doc Holiday going to go get food for them. One hundred percent. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> let, let me go wrestle up some grub. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> yeah, I saw Fred. He lost his appetite. I'm like, yeah, Sweet. yeah. You know what? Yeah, because I, I have the note after that. Holiday is the best antihero ever. <laughs> I do kind of really love him. <laughs> my next note is I love Dodo. Yeah, yeah. After after my Charlie's the best bartender ever. No line. I've got Dodo's a bad bitch. No, that's what I have. Bad bitch, literally. And then I was like, Oh, she a bad bitch. Yeah. Oh, she faints. I love her. Like, cause she she like holds him at gunpoint and like demands that he uh, take her back to Tombstone. He's she's like, like, I'll shoot you in the arm. And he's like, Well, right now you got an A between my eyes. It's like, she, Oh, sorry. She apologizes. <laughs> And Laura says, she's like, is this better? And he's like, yeah, yeah. white. Yeah. And then uh, he agrees to take her to Tombstone. And she's like, oh, thank goodness, and hands him his gun back. <laughs> I just, I, I adore her. I think she's just, she's so good. Dodo is a queen. Yeah. 
And uh, my next note is, I do believe Dodo may be the very first person ever that Holiday has ever had respect for. As he should. As, you know what? Because it's like, this woman just held me at gunpoint and then is stupid and harmless enough to hand me my gun back. And then she I like her. I like in her. the arms of, you know, my lover, prostitute, mistress person. And <laughs> all after this has happened, I have the note, you'll know him, boy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, here's my thing. How will I know him? This is my least favorite phrase in, like, any movie, any entertainment thing ever. Oh, you'll know. How will I know? In the instance of this, oh, you'll know him, boy, it's Ringo has Steven, and he's like, yeah, just go look for Doc Holliday. Keep in mind, Steven has not actually seen Doc mm-hmm. Holliday at this point, so he actually doesn't know what he looks like. And then and Ringo, asshole of the hour, is like, oh, you'll know him, boy. And I'm like... How? He doesn't have a want poster until the end of the episode. I know. <laughs> so yeah, that was that riled me up a little bit. I hate that line. <laughs> uh, this is going back a little bit, but um, there's the part where they come down to the saloon for like after a good night's rest. Charlie's still fucking like sprawled over the <laughs> bar dead, and then Stephen like looks down, looks up, and he's like, "This man's been shot." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, Detective Steven, has he been shot? What a marvelous deduction. <laughs> R.I.P. Charlie. I lost it at this at this part where uh, the doctor goes back into the sheriff's office uh, and he says that uh, he just met Ringo. And uh, he's like, are you sure it was Ringo? And he's like, yes. In fact, here's a picture of him. And he holds up a, he holds up a wanted poster and the sheriff just like throws it over his shoulder. Like that's, like if I could have anyone see the physical acting, it would be that part. Yeah, just that just one bit. That one tiny bit. Or Wyatt is just so fucking done. And then of course the doctor follows it up by, oh, and of course there's a dead body. And they're like, what? Yeah, sorry, forgot about the, forgot about the murder. There was a murder. There was a murder. <laughs> Murder. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, uh, I found this lovely photo. Don't know what all these numbers are for, though. <laughs> and then my last note is, I'll bet Kate is really sick of men telling her to pack her things. Right? Like, <laughs> Ringo, don't put your hands... Like, Ringo, you can tell, is just a bad boy who she liked for a half a second. And he's like, you're coming with me. I'm not taking no for an answer. And he puts a gun on her, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, pack your things. We're leaving. It's like... I just want to settle down somewhere and be a prostitute. Is that so wrong? My note literally says, Ringo, you prick. No means no. (laughs) And then my last note is about Kid Earp. (laughs) R.I.P. Number three. But it was a surprise because I wrote, oh no, he's dead. But then, well, you'll see in the next episode. Yeah. Speaking of which, are you you ready? My last note on this is, oh my god, this song is telling us everything. (laughs) Yeah, that's when I make make the note of, show, don't sing. Mm. (laughs) But no, that's it. That's all I have for this Okay. All right. Episode four, the OK Corral. They bury Charlie on the bar where he belongs. (laughs) (laughs) And the doctor is deputized because why the fuck not? The Herp kid is alive, I guess, but it's still going to be war between the Clantons and the Herps. Okay, now he's dead. (laughs) Wyatt loses it and tells some other guy named Virgil to tell the Clantons to meet him at the OK Corral at sunup. Stephen and Kate are held hostage by the Clantons. Back at the prison, the group realizes that Ringo has teamed up with the Clantons, and Holiday arrives to offer his help in the fight. The next day, the doctor heads to the Clanton 
place to plead with the Paw Clan to convince him to stop the shootout, but they're too late. As the shooting starts, Ringo tries to sneak up on Holiday, and Dodo gets caught trying to save him. But Doc is a sneaky son of a bitch and shoots him. <laughs> then they just fucking slaughter the clans. It's cool as hell. Violence is awesome. <laughs> Everybody says goodbyes after the massacre and everyone fucks off. Back on the TARDIS and the Doctor knows exactly where they are. I like that. The Doctor knows exactly where they are. So yeah, Wyatt, baby Earp was dead, but then he wasn't dead. And then he died. <laughs> Yeah, that's all you need to know. Yep. Yep. Body number three. Uh, my first note is uh, Ringo has way more reason to kill Steven than he ever did Charlie. Why is Steven still alive? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first note I have is, hey, let's make this old fuck a deputy. Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, pop deputy. He really did not like being called pop. <laughs> yeah. He was just not having it. Uh, I love how, like, in the last episode, Wyatt, like, watched the doctor, like, struggle to, like, turn the gun in his hand. And then the next morning, it's like, this man's a deputy. <laughs> yeah, them herbs uh, sure know what they're doing. Um, then I make the note that this is just, like, a really well-written script in general. Like, there were just, like, so many moments of dialogue. I was like, that was really cool. That was a really good line. And Donald Cotton, the last episode he wrote was The Myth Makers. Which we make the comment that it is, that one was really funny. That one was really well written with Paris and uh, mm -hmm. Odysseus and everything. It's just that now we're finally being able to see an episode that Donald Cotton gets to write that doesn't have a forced companion exit crammed in at the end. Mm -hmm. um, oh my god, uh, Vicky's, Vicky's exit is so horrible. Yeah. Um, I'm still mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I, I was really happy with the pacing. Because I think it was the last episode in three hours. You had said something like, I just don't know what we're going to do or, or how they're going to cram more or like yeah. kind of space it out. And I was really confused. I was like, I mean, we, we just had a mob. Like, I mean, yeah. just shoot the mob. Boom. There's the conclusion and we're fine. Lo and behold, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> episode four. The, and the I'm like, of, okay. Yeah. The end of the second episode had the mob. And I was like, I was legitimately worried that they was it was a very front-loaded episode. Mm -hmm. And so, like, all the good stuff happened, and now it's just going to be dragged on. Because yeah. it felt like the climax was in the, at the end of the second episode. And then I, re I actually have a note somewhere in here where it's like, Oh, yeah, the showda showdown at the OK Corral. I forgot there was a thing. Yeah. That's probably the climax of the story. <laughs> That's probably. And, and it was, indeed, lots of bodies. No, I think, I think overall, like, this arc is probably the most tightly written mm -hmm. um like nothing nothing feels drawn out no um mm -hmm. uh, for this era at least uh but like it just runs along like pretty well with a good clip mm -hmm. and i even have to watch it a time and a half to make it that yeah, way yeah it's great <laughs> yeah no i mean it was it was really really well done i will say my next note other than caleb is getting really riled up about this fucking song is um when dodo and the doctor finally reunite and there was a cute little hug and i was like Oh, that's so sweet. So much bloodshed and violence, but we get a little hug. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I, have a, I have quite a few notes kind of like behind where we are. Our first one is, golly gee, what's under that shroud? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like at the end of that scene, like after everyone talks, everyone leaves, like the doctor's left behind. No, he does this like weird finger thing, and, like looks back at Charlie's dead body. 
And he gave off big necrophilia vibes. The well, doctor wanted to fuck that I corpse. Think, I no, think, no, no. He I had think, brushed up against the body accidentally. Yeah. And then he was kind of like, ew, I just touched a yeah, body. Yeah, I think he missed the beginning of that. Because he like went to go like rest his hand on the bar and accidentally rested his hand on Charlie. He's like, ah, hmm, okay. Mm, yeah. yeah, so uh, you, no. were, you were not it, sense. Stop. You, no. No, no, no. I saw him being very horny for a corpse. Oh. It's like, I don't want to touch that anymore because... I don't think I'll be able to stop. <laughs> um, did you have any more notes before we um, cut? I don't know where this was. I just wrote down, will come a-looking. <laughs> and I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, I think that's that, when, like, Virgil comes to the... says, come to the OK Corral. Like, what if we don't? The will come a-looking. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote that down for no reason. <laughs> I, I really liked how the deputy was just really trying to get Wyatt Earp to just calm the fuck down. But, like, if someone had shot my brother... I definitely am going to use the line, the law can't bring my kid brother back. That was a good fucking <laughs> that was, line. That was a good line. That was a good line. So more power to you, Wyatt Earp. I'm on your side. Fuck the law. <laughs> There's the line the doctor says, can you not uphold the law without the use of firearms? And I just wanted someone to look at him and be like, you ain't from around here, are you? <laughs> this is how we handle things here in America. Here in America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We use guns. Uh, after... I use guns to brush my teeth. That's one way to get rid of plaque. I didn't know, like, way back in the first episode, they just skipped over <laughs> of, like, that call. They'd be like, I can use this here six-shooter six to get rid of that too for you. <laughs> after Virgil comes to the... Clanton Lanch, I guess. And, like, Ringo, like, swaggers out from the back. Mm-hmm. One of the Clanton says something, he's like, I didn't take you for a back shooter, Ringo. <laughs> and his fucking stone-cold response of, I didn't take you for any kind of shooter. Ringo is savage, for yeah, I was like, sure. I was like, Ringo is a snarky asshole and cool as fuck. <laughs> Not to insert my own sort of thing, but Ringo definitely reminds me of Izzy Hands from Our Flag Means Death, which Mac is going to start watching. I'll watch it eventually. Uh... You've recommended like a dozen different shows and movies just in today alone. The only thing you need to take from today is Our Flag Means Death. <laughs> it's gay Blackbeard, and it is delightful. I do love Blackbeard. And, and I do love gay. gay. <laughs> I do so, love gay. Really? You two, shut up and watch it as well. <laughs> Both of you, that's your homework. It's on my list on HBO Max, but I'm not sure if that's I put nice. that there or Mac put that there. Or I maybe ha- Kylie put it there. <laughs> I haven't put uh, anything on the watch list for HBO Max. I did put a th- couple of things on the watch list for BritBox, because I figured you're probably not on BritBox, so I can no. pretty much use this. God, Shetland's on BritBox. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta use my subscription somehow. Yeah. I am legitimately surprised that no one at any point in this story called the doctor out for having a British accent. You know, I was kind of surprised about that, because I feel like the others, the companions, were pretty... Now, hang on, guys. Hang on. Let's back up a second. Mm. I don't know if it's been established or not, but isn't there something where, like, the TARDIS, just being around the TARDIS, like, makes people understand the Tr- Doctor Translates companions? the language, but doesn't but not really the think accent. But not the accent? Is no. that is that confirmed? Do we know that? Uh, yeah, I think yeah? so. Yeah? Yeah. 98% sure. Because otherwise, spoiler alert, everybody... Ten wouldn't have had to do that Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, and, and also there were there are episodes in set in America where they talk about how he's British. Yeah. So um, okay, fine. Um, and also, 
there are plenty of racist accents that we've heard, Caleb. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we've heard like some really, like really offensive it, Asian accents. It still, <laughs> it still bugs the shit out of me that all the Asian characters have accents, but none of the French characters have French accents. Like, I'm not asking you to be good, just consistent. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna offend people with stereotypes, just, just go hard on be, it. All the be way. universal. Every everyone. <laughs> Equal opportunity I, racism, guys. That's why I had to make up for it by butchering the French language. <laughs> which which uh, Brittany loved. Yeah. By the way. Her, her favorite episode. Yeah. The next note I have is, now Herb is the kind of man I like. The plan is to shoot them. That's it. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, and like when they finally get there, again, Ringo, this savage bastard, and they're like, oh, the boys are like, oh, we're early. And he's like, do you want to be late for your own funeral? I'm like... Jesus H. Christ, get this man a therapist, you know, <laughs> or a drink. I see nothing wrong. You wouldn't, but that's just some savage, savageness. I love it. Yeah. The shootout starts, and my note is, these guys have the aim of a stormtrooper. Uh, oh, I know. What the fuck? Because they were all just like, bang, 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 bang. And, and they were just like walking yeah, down the street. Walking down the street. <laughs> and then they're like, well, I guess we better get started while they're being shot they're at. They're literally being shot at. And then they're finally like, okay, you go left, I go right. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, in reality, the shootout actually took about 10 seconds tops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... I had no idea where Dodo had come from. Like, where had she... Yeah, where the fuck where did Dodo come from? Where? Dodo came out of nowhere. It's like, here, I'll help you Doc Holiday for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> even though you kind of took me hostage on a horse and took me somewhere else and then Alec blammed somebody for my dinner. Like, I'm sure I'll go ahead and help you. It's just because Dodo's so good. Dodo is good. I wrote down Calamity Street. Sounds like a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> my very last note is... Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, mine was literally another one bites the dust and another. And another one gone. Another one gone. Another one gone. So we had a total of seven dead bodies. Hooray! Congratulations, uh, Doctor Who. Let's see. What uh, what all do I have? Um, you know, the wiki says this is the highest body on screen body count uh, that we have in the entire history of the series, but that doesn't feel right. I feel like we've had... Yeah, when you said that, I'm not gonna lie, I am radically underwhelmed by how many people died yeah, in this no, episode. You feels... wanted, like, the entire mob to get gunned down, though. I, so, I, I like... mean, basically, I'm like, may, maybe I watched too many Clint Eastwood westerns. <laughs> guys, where at one point check, out pulled... this, check out this chain gun I just found. <laughs> okay, but, but for real, Clint Clint Eastwood does pull out a fucking, like, machine gun <laughs> at one point. That outlaw Josie Wales, Western fans, you know what I'm talking about. He does, he, does, he like, pops out of the wine. He's got, like, a fucking, like, wind-up gun. Oh, like the little gun. rotor, ah, uh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing moment. Yeah, I, was, uh, I wasn't expecting that, but I was hoping more than seven. I think I said seven as, like, a joke at the beginning of this. I was like, yeah, there's probably only gonna be, like, seven dead people. And I got exactly fucking right. <laughs> Do you have any more notes? Um, I have a few. I don't know what the context for some of them are. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, Street sounds like a nice place. Wow, the Clintons fucking suck. We all know what that is. Stormtrooper, uh, I, have yeah. a, I have the note, Dodo, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> because she just kind of like runs into Ringo's arms. Uh, and then I have the all too important note of, wow, Ringo's just talk. Yeah. <laughs> because he just kind of like falls over after Dodo gets away and then Doc just shoots him and that's little, it. That's the his, end of it. Little pea shooter, yeah, just... 
about halfway through the episode, I make the note that Kate's got so much swag, damn. And I have no idea why I wrote that. I can't even think of what happened. Um, well, at the end, uh, Holiday shows that he is now a wanted man for $2,000. Now, it's before that. I, I, I wrote it between... I wrote it sometime before the shootout happened. Ah, oh. uh, gosh. I don't know, because Kate was kind of a badass for most of the most of the episode. Maybe, maybe I was just noticing it, and I was like, you know what, collectively, Kate just has swag. Yeah. But no, that's pretty much all the notes I have. And I really appreciate this episode doing what I love in stories. When after all the violence is over, that's it. That's the end of the story. <laughs> Who fucking cares what happens? Yeah, they fuck off. They're like, all right, bye. All right, so I still got some uh, a couple more trivia facts. Caleb, you might be a little bit disappointed by this. Uh, this is the very last story to use individually named episodes for the parts. Now it's just episode one, episode two, episode three. Really? Yep. I don't know if I will be at this point. I, like, I actually like the titles for this one, but most of the time the titles are stupid and have like nothing to. Yeah, but do I just episode. I just edited Dalek Master Plan, and you were like. The Corona of the Sun. Okay, this but is listen. so fucking cool. The, Do- the Dalek Master Plan did it right, though. They're Dalek like, Master listen, Plan. If we're gonna title episodes, we're gonna fucking title these. Yeah, things. he had a lot. The of Corona ones. of the, the Coronas of the Sun. Oh my god, what a title! <laughs> this was one of the worst received episodes in the history of the show, both what? in ratings and audience reaction. What? Really? Yeah. I'm. Flagrantly offended by that statistic. I've got to say, I'm not a fan. I, 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 that offends me as well. 1960s British people? You're just wrong. <laughs> um, which strengthened uh, producer Eines Lloyd's opinion that the historicals kind of needed to be done away with. This isn't the last historical, uh, but they do become fewer and further between uh, mm. at this point. And now, anytime it is like set in a historical period, there's something sci-fi other than the time travelers. I, and, and to be honest, like, this episode is, like, the rare exception. I don't, mm-hmm. Have I even liked any of the other historicals? Like, maybe Reign of Terror? We liked Myth Makers except for the... Yeah. Vicky Exodus. Uh, that's kind of it. That's, yeah. yeah, that's kind of so it. The, the historicals go. aren't good. Yeah, so I'm kind of relieved that the historicals are coming to a close. Or it's very late, so, like, we're getting, like, some, like, wacky sci-fi stuff in them. Peter Purvis said that uh, this was a crummy script. <laughs> and I, I disagree with him entirely because yeah, I think it was one of the best wrong. written scripts. Yeah, that was that was good. I All our know. British listeners are like these these Americans and their American scripts. <laughs> Peter Purvis and William Hartnell did not get along well with the director Rex Tucker. Uh, Rex Tucker was originally supposed to have been the producer and director of the show's pilot, but then those responsibilities were given to Verity Lambert and Wera Susain. You know, woman and a person of color. I wonder why he had such an issue with it. <clears throat> um, and uh, he said that the show had become a, a juvenile sci-fi riffraff since he, since he left. And so, mm. it's like, yeah, you're not bitter at all. And then he tried to cast as many American and Canadian actors as possible and failed. Uh, so, final thoughts. Just overall, what do we think? I loved it. Uh, I, I really did like this episode a lot. The song is, like, really relentlessly annoying. But honestly, it's, like, the only thing I don't like about the episode, which is something. Yeah, no, I, I really like the episode, too. I think half of my enjoyment of this episode, maybe it's just because of the context in which we watched this that I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. But I think half my enjoyment of this episode was just it being legitimately good 
and also just watching Caleb's psyche slowly unravel <laughs> right next to me. Every single time the stanzas open. <laughs> a little bit of dialogue. A little bit of dialogue, a little bit of exposition, song. It just... It, the, the, the song was like just spread out enough that you almost that you forgot. kind of forget that it's there, and that it's like, ah, oh, fuck, there's the song again. <laughs> and then it comes back, and then it starts changing, and then you're like, oh god, it's a recount. It's literally telling me what's happened. That's great. Yeah, but uh, I'm typing it in now. I'm actually putting this one in my top five. Man, I wish I knew even remotely what my list was. I will figure that out at some point. <laughs> but predicting when you eventually do make your list, do you think this one will be in your top five? Yeah, yeah probably. Probably? Probably. Yeah, see, I think the music is also just so ridiculous, it kind of rolls over into just being hilariously good <laughs> and enjoyable. Well, yeah, it, it adds to the tone, I think, which it could have either been so obnoxious that you kind of zone out almost, but I don't think it got to that, at least not for me. Yeah. It wasn't that jarring. <clears throat> it was very, very nice in its own little way. This episode for me feels a lot like the Keys of Marinus, where overall I really enjoy everything, and sometimes I just enjoy it because it's good and engaging, and other times I enjoy it because it's cringe and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The example I think of in the Keys of Marinus is like when you see that guy fall down the chute in Keys of Marinus, it's like a little <laughs> like favorite a... doll. <laughs> yeah. Like some, some, sometimes it's got that vibe. <laughs> Well, that's it for today's episode, guys. If you'd like to talk to us about the show, you can find us on Twitter at QuickTripDW. And if you'd like to talk to us in general, you can find us at MacTheMeh and at CLB underscore Clark. And where can they find you? You can find me at Sweet Ambiguity. Also, make sure to head over to Mac's YouTube channel, MacTheMeh, to watch his funny and insightful video essays oh, do about go video games. <laughs> you can find the podcast on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, everywhere you can watch podcasts, really. Thank you very much to our guest, Libby. I'm assuming that you'll find a uh, much better and more efficient podcast, and you'll just hop on that and get out of here. Probably. I don't know. I was kind of hoping to check out that uh, swimming pool you've got hide <laughs> hiding around here in the TARDIS, but uh, do not count me out. I would love to come back and, and do more of this Absolutely. with you guys. I had a lot of fun. And join us next time on a quick trip through space and time in which we listen to the penultimate episode of season three in The Savages.